You're listening to Marcus Sahaba online radio podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marahaban bikum. It is Thursday night, the night of Yomul Jumu'ah. What a beautiful night. What a beautiful evening. You're live in Durban Studios. I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. Uh, subhanallah, subhanallah. I just can't believe the scenery. One is, I'm here in Durban. It's a beautiful night, sitting with beautiful people, uh, sitting next to my beloved handsome boy, Muhammad Akil bin Arafat Hatia. And of course, of course, the one and only, the one and only, Brother Dawood Mondi, subhanallah, subhanallah, my beloved engineer. After long, I'm actually meeting him live here in Durban. Well, tonight is definitely the night of Muharram, uh, the first of Muharram, 14. 42. I see some people are smiling this evening. 1442. And it's a new year. The beginning of the new year. Many, many people were fasting. Many, many people uh, started off with a good deed. Yes. And of course, it's the night of Yomul Jumu'ah. Yes. And I hope... I hope you made special dua for me because uh, I traveled beautifully. I traveled safe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought me safely, alhamdulillah, into Durban. And I'm sitting here next to my beloved engineer, uh, brother Daud Mondli. I'm sitting here next to my beloved, uh, my beloved handsome son, Muhammad Akil bin uh, Arafat Hatia. He's looking forward to see his uh, beloved sister, Amara. She must be listening to the program this evening. Remember, my beloved, beautiful listeners, wherever you are, you know, it's the night of Yomul Jumu'ah. Number one. Number two is our program, The Discussion. And yes, I want to welcome my beloved engineer in Johannesburg. And that is Brother Lakalo. I hope he's smiling. I hope he's doing awesome. I hope he's doing good. And I want to welcome all the beautiful, warm-hearted listeners of Merkaz Sahaba. The voice of Ahlu Sunnah. Wal Jama'ah. It's uh, eight minutes after eight uh, South African time. Let's continue and listen to that Nasheed. Tabassam, Tabassam, Brother Lakolo. Ten minutes after eight, uh, South African time. Ten minutes after eight, live here in Durban. What a beautiful, mashallah, what a beautiful weather. Beautiful, warm. And I know Johannesburg was a bit chilly, was about, uh, was about brr this morning on our program, as Safina to Ilal Jannah. And uh, once again, to all the listeners out there, whoever is tuning in this beautiful night, uh, the night of Yomu, Jumu'ah and on our program the discussion remember our topic this night this evening is the challenges uh, Muslim our Muslim youth are face are facing in colleges and in universities the challenges Muslim youth face going in colleges and of course what's universities that's our topic this evening of course we're going to be crossing over to our beloved honorable senior respected for Ustad, Hazrat Malana Salim Karim Damad Barakat to whom and then inshallah in another five minutes time we will be crossing over to one of our beloved brothers in islam by the name of uwais who's um, in a second year at Wits campus the main campus and he is uh, busy studying at the moment bsc he will be telling us what is bsc because i see my very wonderful friend here he's just looking with big eyes he says Molana arafat what are you speaking about bsc yeah and then at about 8 35 we will be crossing over live to our beloved brother wail ibrahim all the way from australia but Let's cross over to our beloved Honorable Fadilatul Ustad. Ustad, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you this evening? Alhamdulillah, 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 Alhamdulillah. Ustad, Juma Mubarak to you, Juma Mubarak to the family, Juma Mubarak to all the beautiful people in Ladysmith. Hope you're well, Ustad, and how are you, Ustad? Alhamdulillah, Mulana, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of us. Afiyat, uh, Muharram, as is the sacred month in the eyes of Allah, in the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sacred in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With the barakat of this Mubarak month, may Allah ta'ala protect us from all types of sicknesses and calamities. And may we learn the beautiful spirit of sabr, shukr, and shahadat. Subhanallah. Shukar and Shahadat. Three beautiful attributes, three beautiful habits. And once we can handle it and understand it and implement it, 
in our lives, then there is nobody more honorable in the eyes of Allah than us. <coughs> but Mona, you slowly slip past Lady Smith. And I was also in Durban. I would have loved to have met you. I just come back I mean. from Durban about half an hour ago. But anyway, inshallah, some other occasion we will meet. But it's a great sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to keep family ties, to meet with Ameen. friends, with family. Alhamdulillah, greet each other, love each other, forgive each other, share with each other, and make dua in their absence. And this is the spirit of Islam. And it shows us if our mothers and fathers have the beautiful quality of Iman, Taqwa, and Tarbiyah. Mm-hmm. Inshallah, they'll bring such beautiful children in this world. Subhanallah. Such wonderful qualities. Mm-hmm. Each one, alhamdulillah, will be a model and a role model for the ummah. Mm. And the greatest gift a father can give to his children is knowledge mm-hmm. and wisdom. That being a topic for discussion, okay, how much the youth or the young people who are in varsity, maybe three, four years, those who are just going to enter, it's their first year. It's something new. It's a big change. It's a big jump. Mm. Now comes the test of your iman. You see, Mawana, alhamdulillah, when you have theory, uh, you know all the rules and regulations by heart. And you get, you write a test, mashallah, you pass with flying colors. But that will, that knowledge or that test and that whatever you have acquired will only come in the fore at the real time of battle. How you are going to implement those beautiful theories and whatever defense mechanism that you learned and studied, inshallah, when you are faced with different challenges, different situations. Allah. May Allah Ta'ala make it easy for us. And inshallah, I want the students to come in. I want to hear from our sisters too. Mm. Yes, mashallah, you have a student from Wits uh, University. I'm sure there are many sisters who are facing challenges. Maybe they could mention some of it to us. Maybe they have a suggestion that can help the other sisters. They should mobilize themselves, inshallah, make a strong jama'atil muslimat. Mm. In university, encourage each other for salah, for dua, culture-wise. So many ways, Mulana. Yadullahi ma'al jama'a. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help is when you are united, when you stand together. There must be solidarity. Inshallah, there must be commitment. There must be, inshallah, a Muslim ummah, a Muslim family must be like a brick wall. You know, when one brick interacts with the other brick, that wall becomes so strong, you can mm-hmm. penetrate it. So this mm-hmm. is how, wherever you are, if you have the knowledge of Quran and Hadith, mm-hmm. you have the knowledge of Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you have akhlaq-i hasana, akhlaq-i karima, you have akhlaq-i azima, no one can destroy you. You have to stand firm. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. You see, there's a beautiful saying, Mulana, pleasing people is an impossible task. You can't please everybody in this world. But if Allah is pleased with you, you don't need anyone else in this world. Haq. Everyone cares when it's too late. No, no, this is what happens today. It's only when there's a rebound, when there is a tragedy, when there is a problem, mm. everybody wants to wake up and do something. So well said. Everyone cares when it's too late. So we need to be proactive, inshallah, equipped, our students, and inshallah, protect the iman, and especially in this zamana, the aqidah, and for our mothers and sisters who are mm. at university, Allah protect the izzat, the modesty, the sharam and haya. Allah. I mean, I mean, I mean. 16 uh, minutes after 8 uh, South African time, you are tuning in, listening to the discussion in our program. Our uh, topic this evening is the challenges Muslim youth face going in uh, colleges, in uh, universities. And yes, uh, the question that I'm posing to all the beautiful listeners out there, to all the wonderful listeners of Marqaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah, if you have any experience or if you want 
want to share any of your experience when you were studying in varsity uh, many, many years back, or maybe 5, 10, 15 years, 20 years plus back. Maybe perhaps you could share it with us. What was it like at that time? What can you compare that time to this time? You know, so inshallah, Mulana Salim Karim is going to be advising us because I know, I know, there are really questions coming in. You know, Mulana, ask Mulana Salim Karim in today's day and age, would we definitely, uh, would you send your daughters, would you send your sons, you know, do you want to mislead them going into varsities? But of course, before we continue with our beloved Honorable Fadila Tulustad, I want to go to Brother Uwais, who's currently staying in Johannesburg. He's currently living in the land of Asia that is Lanasia. And of course, uh, his name is Uwais, and he's uh, studying in the second year at Wirtz campus, the main campus. And at the moment, he's uh, studying BSc. So let's cross over live to Brother Uwais. Uwais, I hope you can hear me loud and clear. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Brother Uwais. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mulana, how are you keeping? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Brother Uwais, how are you? Uh, how's everybody? How's the family? How's the people in Lanasia? Well, I'm here in Durban. You are in Johannesburg. Alhamdulillah, everyone is well, Mosab. Jazakallah for asking. Amin, 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 amin. And yes, our beloved senior Ustad is with us this evening as well. Hazrat Malana Salim Karim, maybe perhaps you could greet, uh, make salam to our beloved Ustad, Brother Uwais. Assalamu alaikum, Malana. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Brother Uwais. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make you Ali Medin. May Allah ta'ala accept amin, your. Amin knowledge and whatever you are pursuing at the university i mean make sure that first and foremost that i'm doing it for the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i want to serve humanity i'm not studying to become a multi-millionaire i'm not studying to be make money i'm studying for the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i want to have an excellent relationship with my creator and i want to serve humanity so may allah make it easy for you and protect you from all the fit and that we are seeing in the and around you, inshallah, holidays. Before we go to uh, our one of our listeners from UK, I want to ask Brother Uwais that uh, as, as, as a varsity student, uh, how do you fit in holding Islamic values and at the same time not feeling left out? Brother Uwais, there are so many people at varsity, so maybe perhaps you could explain to the listeners out there, how do you fit in holding Islamic values and at the same time not feeling left out, Brother Uwais? Yeah, what's well, so Basically, you just have to create boundaries and limits for yourself. So like, for example, simple things like this, like reading your namaz on time while being on campus. Like, plus in South Africa, we are very fortunate, like, because there is a safe space for prayer on every campus in South Africa. Like, we should not be shy to show that we are practicing Muslims, basically. You know, like, even if you want, sometimes that, that, that is the most important thing, you know, when you're on campus, it's that you have, to be, you, you have to be proud of being Muslim. You know, there are so many Muslims I know hide the Islam as if it is something to be embarrassed about. You know, this is understandable to a certain extent, given the bad rap that Muslims get in the media today. But it doesn't make it right, you know. There's a lot to be proud of about being Muslim. So we have to take that into consideration because many people, let me put it this way, if like, for example, you look, you look around the world today, if homosexuals can go on about gay mm-hmm. pride and the thing that they are proud of is something that Islam considers, considers an abomination, you know, and how proud should we be knowing that we are on the right path? So that, mm-hmm. is, that is very important. So we just have to be like proud Muslims and set boundaries for ourselves on campus. And that is the most important thing that will help you while being on campus. Mm. Reading your namazes on time and making sure that you are that you are that you that you practice that, that you are practicing everything that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has shown us in, in the, by the by the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa taala and you will be you will be perfectly fine there will be, there will be no difficulty like that that's what we have to check what does this basically imply practically that means that I I should not be ashamed to let people know of my Islamic heritage whether it be through what I say what I wear what I eat what I spend my time on or whatever. If you are going to pray, say, excuse me for a moment, I need to go pray to my God, instead of some made-up excuse, like, excuse me, I need to meet someone, or the, like, you know, be upfront about it when doing your Islamic duties. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Uh, 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 Salim, there's a question here, a sister says, uh, from Durban, listening to the program, of course, listening to Brother Uwais and listening to you as well, Ustad. Uh, she says, dear Mulana Salim, my daughter feels shy to wear a scarf 
to go to varsity. How can I encourage her? Now, Ustad, I, I, I don't know how are we going to advise our sister, our daughter in Islam, Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina kurrata a'yun. Waja'alna lilmuttaqina imama. One of the greatest gifts that Allah can give to a woman is sharam, haya, modesty. A woman is only protected by two people. One is she's protected by her husband, and secondly, she's protected by the cover when she passes on. As parents, tarbiyat of our children, the importance of Islamic value, starts from the time a baby can talk. If from that onset, if we can, inshallah, introduce the beautiful sunan of Rasulullah, the important aspect of eating, drinking, wearing, modesty, inshallah, at a young age, inshallah, that will make it so much more easier for the child. And we as parents, if I don't wear a topi, you expect my son to wear a topi, I, as a mother, if I don't wear from a very young age, from the time I'm married, or even some of us before we are married, we don't want to wear the scarf, we don't want to wear the abaya, we don't want to wear the kurta, we don't want to wear a beard. All this is going to be compacting on us on the day of Qiyamah. That did you really make the beard of your child? Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when Allah blesses you with children, keep a good name, give them the best Islamic education. Now, if that child was going, if that young girl was going to madrasa, alhamdulillah, her muallima, her parents, her grandparents, the mother, if they made proper tarbiyah of that daughter, inshallah, it would be an honor. And there are so many sisters, mashallah, Mulana, they go in full hijab. Some of them go with their scarf, alhamdulillah, their head is covered, their hair is covered. The beauty of a woman lies in her hair. That's why it must be covered at all times. At namaz time when you're reading, your hair must be covered, not a single mm-hmm. strand of hair must be. And when ghusl is given to you, gee, as I was reading a beautiful piece, Molana, you see, our sisters don't want to wear a scarf. They don't want part of their body. Gee, they find that, no, I wouldn't show my chest. I want to show my breast. Mm-hmm. I want to show my body. The way we dress, our parents allow and allow our daughters to wear such type of clothing, such tight clothing and being called This is a spear of the shaitan. But see Allah Ta'ala Hukum. You want to wear a scarf. One. You do not want to dress appropriately. Because your whole body is such a woman. The day you die, whether you like it or not. The side of your hair will cover the right side breast. The mm-hmm. one side of your hair will cover the left hand side breast. And whether you like it or not to wear a scarf and cover up properly, there's five pieces of coffin for a woman. See, one is an orni that is extra, and one is a sina bud. It's a piece of cloth from your neck to below your knee or right up to your ankle. Whether you like it or not, your body will be added this extra piece of cloth so that your body, even after your demise, must be protected. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, for a male there's three kafan, chadar, chadar, kafni. But for a female there's two things extra. One is an orni, that when they're giving husal to the mayat, when they put on the kafan, there's mm-hmm. a scarf that you have to put. And that is why our parents were so particular of our daughters, making sure that they have that long hair, because it was drilled in them at that time, in the olden days, that the day... Hmm. Ustad, uh, can you hear us, Ustad? Oh, no, don't tell me. Uh, Ustad, are you there? Okay, okay. I think we have lost him for a bit. Let's go to Brother brother West, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we, we, we have lost Hazrat Malana Salim Karim. And very, very true. 
Very, very true what Hazrat uh, our beloved Fadilatul Ustad is saying. But anyway, let's go to the next question to Brother Uwais because uh, we've got a few moments left with him. Thereafter, inshallah, we'll be crossing over to uh, Brother Wail Ibrahim all the way from Australia. Brother Uwais, what the strenuous study life, study life, what's the best way to cope with the pressure and stress management in varsity? Brother Uwais. See, you have to learn to take care of yourself, basically. Mm-hmm. Honestly speaking, taking, taking up a sport really helps a lot. Like, during the weekend, going out and playing mm-hmm. like once a week, that, that's really good, actually. The most important thing is to get good sleep also with the time and all that because and planning, planning really helps as well. Like, for example, you're making a monthly timetable, a weekly mm-hmm. timetable, or a daily timetable, and then you put details inside that timetable that at this time I'll be doing this, at this time I'll be doing this. And it really helps if you have a timetable, especially like example, I myself, I personally carry a diary and it really mm-hmm. helps me a lot keeping up things with assignments and mm-hmm. submission dates and everything. So that's really helpful. And yeah, that, that, these are a few tips I can give. There's many others, but like these are the main important ones, basically. So, so, so from a student's point of view, what strategies can you use to keep focus, focuses, and avoid the party life? You know, everybody wants to experience the, the you know, they say the bad life or the good, the bad, yes. Also, for that, you have to plan and visualize your daily tasks, you know. Like, you have to build discipline for yourself. You have to learn to avoid distractions, practice mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So while you're being on campus, make sure you have the right friends. If you have the right friends, there's no way that you're going to go out. Now, if you start avoiding distractions, Simple thing is like your phone when you sit when you're sitting to study. Get mm-hmm. put your phone away and it will really help you a lot. Mm-hmm. That's another thing in making the right friends and building willpower and discipline for yourself. That you know within these four years I need to get this degree, so I need to work. If I don't work, I won't be able to achieve that. Simple as mm-hmm. that. Keeping that at the back of your mind will really help you a lot. Especially writing those goals down and telling yourself that if I if I don't study, I won't make it in this much time. Because there's a mm-hmm. certain amount of time that you need to complete your degree in, and if you fail, then you've got to repeat that year. So in the mm. same manner, you gotta every day you gotta visualize your daily goals and tasks and tell yourself that I, I need to sit down. That that is what all is about: building discipline and avoiding distraction. Mm. So 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 I want to ask you a question before uh, before you leave us because uh, we do have Brother Wail and we do have Hazrat Malana Salim Karim as well on hold. So I want to ask you before you leave us this evening: uh, Would you suggest to all our young sisters out there, to all our young brothers out there, would you suggest that? They should study uh, from home or they should go to varsities, universities and study at the campus. Brother Ways. What's up? That's a very good question. <laughs> everyone has preferences. But like, I would like to say that a university life, you want to experience that life. You, know, you want to go out and check what's happening there. You know? But then again, it depends, again, it depends on your discipline and how much you can take care of yourself. That before going into the university, you have to create that mindset because it's a very big jump from high school to university. It's mm. an open ground, Mosa. There's no one chasing behind you now. There's no teachers. There's no parents. No one is coming behind you. You can do whatever mm. you want to do. So mm. that's a very open decision you can make on yourself. But like it's a very, I won't lie. You have to go out and experience that university life. You know, experience. Go out there. There's there's a lot of different people that you meet there on the ground. So. I would definitely suggest going out into the university on campus. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Jazakumullah, uh, brother Uwais. Of course, uh, it was lovely, wonderful speaking to you. Request for du'as. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use you for the khidmat of deen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, take you from strength to strength, inshallah. I don't know, uh, you you starting to become BSc. How many years you do you have left, brother Uwais? Um, in my second year, I still have one more year left. BSc usually, BSc takes three years. Amin, amin, inshallah. to you. Request for du'as. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Amin, 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 inshallah. Well, I got a question to our beloved Ustad. Ustad, are you back with me, Ustad, this evening? Jimana, I'm back with you. You, you, you heard the youngster Ustad, he says that uh, you have to go to varsity and you have to experience life, you know Ustad. So maybe, perhaps, and there's another question here, there's a, there's a sister fighting, there's a sister fighting with you. Uh, so we're going to disagree to agree this evening. Uh, but maybe perhaps you want to continue with your, uh, with your answer that you were giving or you want to continue with this question, a sister from North Cliff. She says, would you respect uh, Molana Salim Karim uh, by our daughters not wearing a scarf? How does it affect her studies? Uh, my daughter, she didn't wear a scarf, but she got seven A's. So would you respect, by not wearing a scarf, how does it affect her studies? Anonymous sister from North Cliff, Ustad. Molana, first, you have to be a Muslim. 
in all aspects of your life. When you are going to a foreign place, you're going to a place where you expose to all different cultures, you should be proud to be a Muslim. A Muslim is just not only about knowledge, Molana, from head to toe. You should dress and behave and act as a Muslim or Muslima. This is very important. How getting knowledge and getting seven A's or 20 A's, Molana, it's not going to help you anyway in your akhirat or in your qabr. Allah you are a true representative of the Muslim ummah. You should be proud about your dress code, your identity, and the way you present Islam. And show to the world that I'm a proud ambassador as a Muslim. So by saying that my daughter got seven A's and she didn't wear a scarf, She's accountable to Allah. You as a parent, you accountable to Allah Ta'ala for not making her proper tarbiyat. As I said to you, the greatest thing for a woman in Islam is haya. Al-hayahu shobatum min al-iman. Walil mar'ati ahsan. I just want to give you one example. Mm. You know, we don't understand that a woman in her own, a girl in her own, Mulana, she's a gym and a beauty from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mulana, nobody, expe- uh, nobody exposes something that is beautiful, something that is uh, expensive, like a diamond. Mulana, you always keep it private and concealed. Just give you one example of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. You know, she made one day, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala was in the masjid with the Sahaba. And Rasulullah asked the question, what is the best thing for a woman? Sahaba Kiram couldn't answer that question. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala couldn't answer, so he went immediately to Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha and said, today Huzuri Pastor asked the question and we couldn't answer it. She asked, what was the question? Rasulullah asked her, what is the best thing for a woman? So she just immediately, without thinking and worrying, she said, She should not be seen by men and men should not see her. Mm. Your hair is sutter. That's how your private part, your whole body as a woman is sutter. It's haram for you to expose your hair. So to be saying that, no, in which way did it affect my daughter's studies, Allahu Akbar? You compromise Islam, you sacrifice Islam for this dunya? No, sister, don't do that comparison. Mm. Yes, Alhamdulillah, she got seven A's, that's good to her. She's studying or whatever she's achieved, Mubarak to her. But don't compromise Sharia. Don't, inshallah, make it such that, uh, you know what, it's of no importance. So Hadrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha said the best thing for a woman that she should not be seen by men and nor should men see her. One. I see, uh, uh, I see Kari Saab, uh, Kari Ismail Mater, mashallah, from Camperdown says, uh, tell our respected Mulana Salim that will she have seven A's in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Ustad. Yeah, that's the big question, Mulana. This is what I'm saying. That it's not about acquiring this knowledge of deen, uh, this knowledge of dunya. At the compromise of Sharia, then there's no benefit in that ilm. It's going to take you to Jahannam. Mm. What is deen and Sharia, you cannot compromise. So I'm coming back to Hadrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. The concept of hijab, the concept of Islamic dress, dressing in Islam, is so important. Islam doesn't stop a woman from studying. Today, alhamdulillah, it's proven that online studies and online types of education is proper, it's permissible, acceptable, and you can do your degrees, alhamdulillah, online. Now there won't be, not be any necessity for any of us to go to varsity. Yes, Allah, mashallah, it's a subject that you need, your professors, you have to be physically present, that's a different way. Then you dress properly in a proper hijab, inshallah, and if it's a female professor, alhamdulillah, if it's a male, in the concept of hijab has to be followed. That too, I'm saying, on those subjects where you are fought, you have to do experiments, you have to do operations, you have to do, you have to be physically present there, that's a different thing. But the theory part of it, Mulana, Allah Ta'ala has made it so easy. In this lockdown period, you have seen how many of us work from home. We ran a whole business, Mulana, 
six months we were in lockdown period. We sat at home with our computers. We ran our businesses. We never come to a standstill. We were not destroyed. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala fed you and me as Muslims. Alhamdulillah, and likewise other people. So what I'm saying is that you, Islam, is not stopping a woman to study. She can study, alhamdulillah. We need doctors, we need psychologists, we need gynecologists, we need every type of person, inshallah, to serve the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But within the bounds and hudud of sharia. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's daughter, Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, she made a wasiyah to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala, please, when I pass away, take my janazah at night. Do not take my janazah during the day. So they asked her, but why? What's the difference? She said, Wallahi, I do not want a ghair mahram to even put a gaze on my janazah. So what is the importance? This is what I'm trying to say. That a, ho- a woman in her code of dressing, she has to follow what sharia is. <laughs> and the greatest <laughs> gift a parent can give is also, again I'm saying, is modesty, sharam and hair. Teach it to our daughters and be proud to be a Muslimah. In every aspect, wherever you go, whether you go to the United Nations and stand there, you dress up in your full hijab. And mashallah, you go to the president, whoever it is, I'm not going to compromise my deed. Give you one Sahabi incident. Rasulullah sent a group of Sahaba to Iran. The king invited them, he laid the Dastar Khan out. The Sahabi of Rasulullah while eating a morsel of food fell on the Dastar Khan. The waiters, that Sahabi picked it up, dusted it, and he put it back into his mouth. The, 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 the waiter reprimanded the Sahabi and said, this is against the protocol of the king. Mm-hmm. If something falls on the Dastar Khan, you don't pick it up, throw it away. Why did you pick it up and eat it? So the Sahabi of Rasulullah said, you accept me to, to compromise the sunnah of my Rasulullah for these foolish, stupid idiots. I will never compromise the sunnah of Rasulullah. So irrespective of where you are, who you meet with, what environment you are in, your identity as a Muslim, your akhlaq as a Muslim, Muslimah, alhamdulillah, must always be impeccable. That's the nasihat I can give. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. 20 minutes to 9, it's a beautiful, mashallah, Thursday night here in Durban. And we do have uh, uh, one of our beloved brothers in Islam, my beloved Habibi, all the way from Australia, and that is Brother Wa'id Ibrahim. I've got a lot of questions that are coming in for uh, Dila Tulustan, and of course, our beloved brother Wa'id Ibrahim. And I think you guys are going to hate me, and I think you guys are going to fight with me, because there are certain, there are some sisters who are totally against uh, 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 our panelists this evening, and I can see the questions are coming in. So, so as we go along, we're going to ask Malana Salim and Brother Wail Ibrahim to 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 answer these questions because some sisters are for it. They say we don't see we don't see anything wrong uh, because Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi says that you should study and you should learn education. But anyway, uh, let's welcome Brother Wail Ibrahim this beautiful evening. Brother Wail, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. Wa Alaikum Assalam Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh, my dear brother. How are you? Alhamdulillah, 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 Habibi. And how are you, Habibi? How are you feeling, by the way? I feel uh, very good right now because I love your voice, mashallah. As soon as I hear your voice, I'm like on, on fire, mashallah. Subhanallah. Uh, I'm okay, Alhamdulillah. You pray for me, pray for me, things go well, inshallah, with my health. I mean, but Alhamdulillah, it's, uh, it's in progress, yeah, inshallah. I mean, I mean, I mean, inshallah. Uh, maybe, inshallah, you could make salam to our respected Ustad Mulana Salim, brother Wail. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Salim. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Great honor to speak to you and share the platform with you. May Allah Ta'ala grant you afiyat, good health, and inshallah we benefit from your wisdom. And inshallah, Aziz, the beautiful knowledge that you are going to inshallah be imparting to us this evening. I mean, let's go to uh, let's go to Brother Wail, and uh, and I'm gonna say it again to uh, our two panelists, uh, Brother Wail Ibrahim and uh, Molana Salim Karim, my beloved senior Ustad. Uh, I know there are certain questions that maybe Molana Salim Karim won't like, and Brother Wail Ibrahim won't like, because there are certain there are certain sisters and listeners that are they are against it. They feel there's nothing wrong in sending their daughters or sons to varsities, and uh, there's one or two questions that oh, uh, I think Molana Salim is gonna blow. He's gonna blow his. Son 
for that. And I know him as well. But anyway, let's go to Brother Wail. So Brother Wail, why do we find that students, they end up falling into drugs at universities? Is it because they want to experiment? Or is it this belief that the drugs help enhance studying? Brother Wail Ibrahim. Uh, Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You see, my brother, students or, um, or young, young people in general could end up falling into drugs uh, in uni or outside uni. Uh, depends on the company that they, uh, they hang out with. I know, mashallah, tabarakallah, so many students as well. We, we work, alhamdulillah, we've been traveling and going to MSA, like Muslim Student Associations, in, in various universities around the world, alhamdulillah. So we, we cooperate with those young, energetic, uh, uh, mashallah, brothers and sisters who arrange for massive events within university campuses about the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you don't find most uh, of those brothers and sisters are falling into these activities simply because the group is supporting one another. The, the young the young men and women in, in, in these activities, mashallah, tabarakallah, are always pulling one another towards goodness. So it depends really on the company that you're hanging up with, uh, hanging out with. If you are going out with those who are inviting you, to uh, try this joint or take this pill to help you study or to do this or to do that, and if you're not careful, you will slip into this uh, way, way of life. That's why the Prophet wasallam. He mentioned that al-mar'u ala dini khalilah. A person is inclined to follow the, the path or the way of life of his friend. فَلْيَنظُرْ أَحَدُكُمْ مَنْ يُخَالِلُ So let, let the person be extra vigilant, extra careful uh, when it comes to friendship. Uh, so so mostly they fall into into this lifestyle because um, they, they are hanging out with the wrong company. Uh, if they if they can find those people who are instead of uh, of pulling them down that path, uh, rather gather gather in their events and and mention the name of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and do these dawah table activities and so on, then the chances would be very very small for them to go down that path. May Allah protect them all, Ya Rabb. I mean, I mean, I mean, so I mean. Uh, Ustada, would you like to uh, give an input from your side? Uh, I see there's a listener says here that, um, uh, dear uh, Honorable Molana Salim Karim, I was boarding at the campus and uh, it's one of the filthiest and dirtiest place. The things you see there, it's unbelievable. This is anonymous sister, Molana Salim Karim, Ustad. Molana, this is what I'm saying. Al-ilmu nurun. Uh-huh. Knowledge is light from Allah. May yuridillahu bihi khayran yufaqihu fiddeen. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves his servant and banda, Allah gives them tawfiq to study deen. Allah gives them ilm nafi. The, 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 the thing is that you and I need to understand okay, what type of knowledge are our children acquiring at the university. I'm going to ask that sister who wants to go to war with me, no problem. We agree to disagree. But remember, whatever it is, alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnatil khulafai rashidin. I want to ask one sister, do you really think that you did so much of tarbiyat of your child, your daughter, or your son? As far as the boys are concerned, alhamdulillah, if they are going to university, they've got proper tarbiyah, they have been to madrasa, they have been sitting in the company of ulama. They are either hafiz al Quran. Their parents are pious. Alhamdulillah, there is a mahol of deen. They grew up, and alhamdulillah, they matured in a mahol of deen. They are well equipped, like an army. You know, when you want to go to war, Mulana, you got to learn the tactics of defense. Yes. If alhamdulillah, if that mother or father feels that my child, I have made such strong tarbiyat, no temptation whatsoever will ever surpass my son or my daughter. 
As far as women are concerned, Shariat has given them this ijazat, and this is the duty of the husband to educate your child, educate your wife, educate your son. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. So as far as education is concerned, so I want to ask that mother who's fighting, that do you really think you have the confidence in your child that whatever onslaught will come and she will face adversity, Alhamdulillah, she will able to succeed. I want to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Number two, did you instill that values into your child? Did you drill that skill into your child when peer pressure is going to become, when she's going to be ostracized, when she's going to be mocked, when, when she does not join her friend, that she has the strong willpower? I'd like to ask the sister. Allah <laughs> Akbar. Uh, 12 minutes uh, to 9 o'clock to both the panelists. To both the panelists, uh, there's a sister says here from Four Ways, and this is in Johannesburg. She says that uh, we can't compare 1400 years ago in today's time. The sister says from uh, Four Ways in Johannesburg, we can't compare 1400 years ago in today's time. So, Molana Arafat asked both your panelists, would they send their daughters to campus? Yes or no? Just tell us yes or no. This is a sister. Ask Brother Wail. Ask Mulana Salim Karim. Would you guys send your daughters to campus? Yes or no? Let's go to Brother Wail. <laughs> Mashallah. I, I never expect that we will be at war with anyone, brother. <laughs> it's uh, subhanAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Uh, you know, in, in my opinion, yani, inshallah ta'ala, it's, 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 mm-hmm. uh, it has to be dealt with case-to-case basis. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, it's, if, if, you, if you wanted to, uh, to, ha- to, to, to make it sound like we as parents are in control of the uh, thoughts and actions of our children, then this is something also that we need to discuss, brother. Is it, is it really about uh, me as a father, because I'm in a position of authority, to prohibit my daughter from going to studies? Like, is mm. it, are we Muslims in, uh, allowed in the first place to, to behave this way? Like, you're not going to uni because uni is dangerous. Do you, who told you that when she's on a on a laptop studying at home, she wouldn't do something wrong? You see, we it's it's all like Maulana Salim was talking about. Uh, it's it's all about the conversation. It's all about education. It's all about uh-huh. you as parents following up with your daughter, with your son, even. Like, wh- why are we talking about controlling your, your daughter also? Uh, how about those young men who are also doing uh, bad stuff in uni or or, or outside? in general so it's it's really uh, it cannot be like you know you, you cannot tell me as a father as, as myself like are you going to let your daughter go out H- how do you know uh, you know the, the, what, what is the situation in, in my country in my city in my house in my my wife and so it has to be really dealt with on a case-to-case basis, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like yes or no. I would say that I would be always on the top of the, sh- you know, on the on the shoulder of my of my daughter. Maybe every day, every two days, just checking what is happening. Are you all right? Are you okay? And believe it, believe me. If if the parents are interested in the life of their children from day one. Uh, you will be, you will observe as as a father, as a mother. You will observe that there is something wrong, or there is, you know, everything is all right. Even if you, even if you were fooled as parents at certain point that your your children are doing something wrong, mm-hmm. and and for a, for a certain period of time, a time will come because you're always vigilant, you're always interested, you're always talking and opening up a conversation. Even if something went wrong at certain point, you will be able to uh, manage it. And and this is this is our role as parents is that when when our children experience something wrong, this is your role now to interfere and and to to correct things. Like you know, brother, if if my daughter, for example, uh, chose in the future chose uh, uh, the wrong husband, for example, and she came to me the next morning crying and uh, had some red eye or blue eye and 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 things like those domestic violence cases that we get in our offices every day and every night. Will I blame her for the rest of her life the, for her wrong choices? No, it would be again uh, an, another experience, another another role, another responsibility Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given me as a as a father to interfere, to support, and to bring my daughter back to her home. You see, so it's 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 a matter of education, in my opinion. Like it's, it cannot 
they cannot send my daughter uh, to universities blindly without giving her the right advice and cannot just leave it loose. You know, I trust you. Go do whatever you want. So, 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 so the question is, the sister she's waiting, would you or would you not send your daughter to campus? Or would <laughs> you, via correspondence, the sister yes, wants to know from it. you and Mulana Salim Karim, would you or would you not, in, in brother, way, Ibrahim? Because I see there's a lot yes, of questions. Some, some people say, uh, we don't see anything wrong in sending the postcard. At the end of the day, it's your need, it's your intention. Please tell the both panelists, brother, Wail, before I cross as, over to Mulana Salim, uh, would you or would you yes, not? as I mentioned, if you... If you're asking me personally, yes, I would encourage it. I would encourage my daughter to go and seek a higher education because we're living in a difficult world at, the, at, the, at, at that present moment. And as I mentioned, the example of, of marriage and so on, if something went wrong, even after me as a father, we're not going to live for, forever for them. But in case something went wrong, uh, perhaps her, her expertise in certain areas of study could support her at least financially uh, in the future. So, yeah, I would encourage her, but I would not leave the matter loose. I would be always on the top of the game, uh, checking on her behavior, checking on what's happening, uh, and trying to support when, whenever I spot or I discover something that's wrong. I'm coming back to you. I will be back to you, brother Wail Ibrahim, with that, with that point that you just mentioned that you're going to be checking on them as a parent. There's a sister from Newcastle, before I cross over to Malana Salim Karim says, uh, anonymous sister from Newcastle says, I have been to university, alhamdulillah, but I will never, I will never ever send my daughters. This is from Newcastle. Uh, they can make mistakes on their, uh, on their, laptop, on their laptops, etc. Yes, but why send them out into the rain and not expect them to get wet. Anonymous sister from Newcastle. So let's go to Molana Salim Karim. I really want to hear Molana Salim Karim. The sister wants to know, yes or no? We can't compare 1400 years ago in today's time. Ustad. Molana, whether it's 1400 years ago and till the day of Qiyamah, Sharia will not be compromised. Mm. Whether oh. you like it or you don't like it. One. Number two, if I know and the sisters who are and who were in university can tell you the behavior, the thinking, where girls, Allah, and daughters who went in full hijab, removed it, they joined the wrong friends, they joined the wrong company, peer pressure, and so many things happen that you sit and hold your head. If I am a parent and I'm concerned about the akhirat of my children, and I know that the lion's den out there, Molana, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. full of fitna. There's so much of obstacles, so much of attraction, so much of temptation. And really, Molana, if I'm going to lose my daughter and she becomes a murtad, Yalla. if she becomes an atheist, she, becomes, she changes her religion, she changes her attitude, Molana, I will never send my daughter. Mm-hmm. Yes, if I feel. In my case, you're asking me a case, Molana, Mind, I have three daughters, subhanAllah. But Allah Ta'ala made it easy for me that my son was studying in the same varsity. They would go with him and come back with him and stay with him. So at all times they had a mahram. This was my opinion. I'm not saying it is jais. Like the sister is asking me, would I send? Yes, my three daughters went. Because my son was also studying with them. He was their mahram. Some will say, but Mulana, how you justify that? Mm-hmm. Yes, this is my view. I'm not saying it's the Muslim, you must do what I'm doing. But I felt that I had given my kids enough tarbiyat talim, and I explained them the pros and cons. And alhamdulillah, to the best of my ability, I tried to follow Sharia. So mm-hmm. if the sister is asking me, do you send your daughter to Rafatiji? I said, alhamdulillah, they have become an accountant. Alhamdulillah. My, my, my eldest daughter is a journalist, mashallah. She works from home. She writes for lots of papers, alhamdulillah, overseas. So she works from home, alhamdulillah. My other daughter works from home. So I have no problem. I made sure that I gave them education. But more than that, I have given them Islamic education. And alhamdulillah, I never deprived them from studies, Mulana. But I was on their back all the time, 24 hours. So this is, the sister is asking me that question. I'm honest and telling it to you.
I, I love your answer. I love your answer, Hadrat Mulana Salim Karim. Three minutes to nine o'clock. Uh, Dr. Yusuf uh, from Newcastle. Dr. Yusuf Mullah says, I have studied on campus for 10 years, Mulana Arafat, and I will encourage my children to study by correspondence. The things I've seen could bring tears to the eyes of parents. This is Dr. Yusuf uh, Mullah from Newcastle. And to Brother Wa'il and to Mulana Salim Karim, uh, a parent says here, I'm very, very sorry to both the panelists. Uh, my son was studying at university. University, he qualified and not realizing couple of years after that he was gay brother Wail Ibrahim would you like to respond to that that's a sister from Johannesburg my son was studying in university he qualified and of course he did not want to get married not realizing he became gay I mean what do we do in the situation like that brother Wail Ibrahim uh, may Allah protect us all. Again, uh, my my dear brother, this is this is not because he went to the uni. I mean, this could be one of the influences, but it's not it's not the main one. Probably he's into this for a long time while he was at home on the internet browsing uh, the wrong websites, got hooked on pornography of that type, and as a result, he ended up having that desire, having that tendency. So we cannot blame uh, universities. And also, we cannot talk about what's happening in South Africa or what is happening in campuses in the UK or in Australia and make them as if every environment is is, uh, is the same or encouraging us to do evil. So that's what what I, I usually, yani, uh, when, whenever I discuss any, any matter of that sort, we try not to generalize it's like it's, um, you know, I'm not going to send send my daughter to university or I'm going to send her. It cannot be like that. It can it, it has to be evaluated based on, as Maran Salim was talking in the beginning, based on the upbringing, the values that we have implanted in our children's, you know, behavior and, and so on and so forth. I know of many religious brothers and sisters who brought up their kids thinking that they are also too religious and, and you know, into memorizing the Quran, only to find them uh, also drifting into uh, into drugs, into pornography, into zina, into so you find that the the man is a is an imam in the masjid and the son is uh, so far away from from the deen. Does that mean? that the house itself is a bad influence? No, we, we have examples in, in the Qur'an of the son of Nuh alayhi salam, a son of a prophet, had drifted from the path. So it's, it's also we cannot put the blame on Nuh alayhi salam as a father. What, what I'm saying, brother, here is that we do our best as, as parents to educate our children, but we cannot control their decisions if they wanted to study here or there. Uh, people can... can uh, you know, uh, encourage homeschooling. I'm neither encouraging uh, homeschooling nor discouraging it because I know also that homeschooling, there are a lot of uh, negatives that come uh, out of it. It's, it's, there are a lot of pros and cons when you decide something like that. People who stick 24 hours their eyes into computers and screens, they become addicted to other activities online as well. So we have to really be careful. During this lockdown period when, when schools were shut here in Australia, my children were studying from home, we were also mm -hmm. on the top of their, uh, you know, uh, activities and schedule and checking what are they doing. There are filters in place, softwares that are sending us reports. We can do whatever we can, but that does not, does not prevent evil from happening if the kids have decided to do something behind our back. Allah Akbar, subhanAllah. It's uh, 9 o'clock, uh, of course, uh, spot on on this beautiful Thursday night, the night of Yomul Juma. I've got a very interesting question to our beloved Fadila Tulustad Hazrat Mawlana Salim Karim because he was speaking and he says that th that's what the sister is saying. Uh, that Mawlana Salim Karim says that he will keep an eye on his daughter, he will watch his daughter uh, if she's in a campus and every minute he'll find out, etc., etc., etc. So it's a very important question to uh, coming to Mawlana Salim Karim. But first, we're going to go for the, for the, Isha Azan, and we get when we come back, inshallah, we will continue with our, both our panelists. I've got a question as well for our brother Wail Ibrahim, and this is from overseas. It's a sister from Europe, uh, and she's uh, questioning actually brother Wail Ibrahim. But anyway, we're going to come to the questions. We are not allowed to take names, and let's be careful with our words because I see some sisters are using maybe some ugly words, some vulgar words. So let's let's be let, let's just be easy on it because some are worth it and some are not worth it. I see there's a sister from Azad will say. 
that uh, give us the, the positive and the negatives of varsities. Uh, I, I mean, we don't see anything wrong. But anyway, anyway, um, we're going to go for the Isha Azan. When we come back, inshallah, we will definitely continue with uh, our topic this evening, the challenges Muslim youth face going in colleges, universities. Stay tuned.